just want to say hi to any listeners out there. If anybody's listened to my new podcast, this is Insignificant Man. Just put together some recordings, uh, my thoughts, and wanted to share them with people. I also have a channel on YouTube under the same name, Insignificant Man. I put together videos and any other visual aids that I can add to the talks. But if you are not able to access YouTube, my podcasts are available on a lot of different platforms through anchor.fm. So I hope you enjoy and I hope you listen and I'll get started. Today I wanted to wrap up a series of three recordings with this one. It's going to be about meditation techniques, still going along the line of healing. So we're working on healing. We need to heal our mind, our body, and our spirit. No matter what we've been through, any kind of a issue we're dealing with, mental trauma, physical trauma, any type of PTSD, and just dealing with what's going on in our world right now, seeing just kind of the changes, and we're all being kind of shaken up in our lives. And so this is a good place to start and healing for yourself and eventually to move on to help heal others. I'm talking about emotionally and physically as well. So, but before we get started, I want to uh, dedicate this third episode again to uh, Kathy Phillips, which used to be Kathy O'Brien, is the name she goes by when she wrote the book, Transformation of America. And it's about her story, her biography, and how she was trafficked and controlled from the time she was an infant till I think about 30 years old. Within that time frame, she had a daughter as well that was subjected to the same thing and, and somewhat even worse because their mind control techniques had improved and increased in severity since she was a child. So her daughter is still recovering and then Mark Phillips as well. Mark is the one that rescued her out of that life and got her away and helped her heal. She just now released a new book talking about the techniques that he showed her, taught her to help her deal with her previous life. And if you haven't read her book, Transformation of America, I recommend it. It's pretty intense, but like I said before, the least I could do for this woman is to read what she lived through. So it, it as crazy as it seems when you're reading it and horrific as it seems and graphic, she actually lived this stuff. So I have no problem reading this kind of information because I want to know this kind of stuff. I want to see the truth and not being afraid of knowing the truth and not being attached emotionally to or being offended by hearing it or listening to it. To get started here, we're going to start with the mind, and then we're going to go to the body. The last two episodes has mainly been about starting with the body, but we're going to go with the mind, the body, and then the spirit. So these are just techniques that we can use from the beginning of this healing process all the way through the rest of our lives. And the more we heal and the more we grow, the more we strengthen our spirit and understand our bodies and our minds and accept both our bodies and our minds and our spirits, these techniques are going to become more important as the time goes on. They will become more significant, and you'll start to notice that. A little review of what we've been talking about previously is the energy centers. We talked about the fact that they are real, and they are a gift and part of the design from the Creator. And the Creator has become love through the focus of free will. And from that love came intelligent energy, and from intelligent energy came light. So that intelligent energy focused on light brings things into being. One thing that was created with light was all the densities within that pure light. All our densities, all our different colors. So you have all the colors that are shown through a prism. It separates everything. And that's the example of the rainbow is to show balance and completeness and wholeness within one. So we are all one within the one infinite creator. And there is nothing outside of intelligent infinity it began in mystery. We don't know anything before that, and we don't know anything about the end. So everything begins and ends in mystery, but we do know everything is one, everything comes from light, and everything comes from the design of the Creator. He is wanting to know himself. The whole point of creation is for the Creator to know itself, and he's created us and everything else around us in order to experience everything we can possibly experience to learn. And then once we've learned, then we apply it, we know more, we understand more, and then we're building wisdom. We're going about it by ways of love, loving ourselves or loving others. So we have the energy centers. We know they're real. We know they're part of the design and they're instrumental in our evolutionary process. 
And not only do we know that they're real, we know that they all serve a specific function. We know that the bottom three are active. They're all activated, red, orange, and yellow, from the day we were born. And the green, blue, and indigo are waiting activation. And that begins with cornerstone decision to love. And you can love yourself or you can love others first. There's two different paths, and we have two different polarities, a positive path and a negative path. And we know once these energy centers are activated, how to tell what kind of actions a person manifests and what kind of thoughts do they have is due directly to the color of energy center that the light is being filtered through. So we know there's telltale signs of what energy center is being used because we know that the red activated does this, orange activated does this, yellow this, green, blue, indigo. And we also know about blockages. So we know if there's a blockage, there's kind of an irritation of that energy center or a continual use of energy from that energy center, which holds everything right there and is not allowing any energy center above it to be used in any way. It's a baffling or a blockage. And now we know that we can balance these and we can remove these blockages and that's through visual technique we talked about last time. We stop, take a moment, quiet your mind and visualize, understand where the energy comes from. And all energy is coming from intelligent energy, which our world has grown up as knowing as the Holy Spirit. So everything comes from the Creator, the Creator's love. Intelligent energy came from that love and the intelligent energy created life. So that intelligent energy is everywhere and we can use that to balance and that's what's always flowing into our bodies to give us energy. That's why we rest at night for however many hours and our batteries are recharged and that's because it's absorbing through our feet and our tailbone and it's going right up into our spine where the energy centers reside. We know that they're real. We know how to identify which energy center is using which energy and we are able to identify if there's blockages and how to balance our bodies with those energy centers, which is a part of helping to balance our mind as well. Moving along to the mind. A lot of trauma takes place in the mind, especially with any kind of MK Ultra techniques, uh, anything used, like you might have heard of the Montauk Project using very similar techniques. These are all techniques that were originated hundreds of years ago between these ancient families that these techniques have been used but kept secret. So the, like for example, the Rothschilds, the Bilderberg groups, any of those big family names, old family names that go way back to the crowns and, and different countries. So they've had these, te these techniques where they've used the father is always physically abusing the son to break him, in other words. So they're breaking their minds and they're desensitizing them to any form of love. And this is how they assure the progression of what they want is by damaging their kids. And that's through sexual damage, physical damage, mental damage, and pretty much creating little monsters to replace them when they pass on. And also to bring someone up underneath them and grooming them to carry on the, the plan of controlling everything in the world and getting everybody else to work underneath you and for you. So pre pretty much enslaving the planet. And that's what we're seeing the results of, the culmination of today with everything that's going on. So the mind is very susceptible to damage and you know, the CIA has taken this on from the Germans who picked this up from the ancient families and a lot of their scientific research back in the early 1900s had a lot of success for what their goal was. And when we won World War II, we brought all these scientists over in Operation Paperclip and they brought with them all these techniques that they learned. And the CIA was then formed, used to be the OSS. So the CIA wanted to develop their contacts as well. So they brought in a lot of these Nazi SS individuals who were all about that kind of the, the spy life and spy network and underground espionage and surveillance. The CIA absorbed this, and then they also absorbed anything they found about mind control. And then they've since built upon that foundation. And they've handed this technique out to anybody that they give to handle one of their mind-controlled assets, which is the case of K-9 
Kathy Phillips. So she was controlled by a handler and used for communication between our president at the time, the vice president, and Secretary of Defense. She was used to photographically memorize and auditorily memorize long, important messages. So there was no trace of this type of communication. And then they would send her to, say, the president of Mexico. And she would then relay this message. And then she was also told to do whatever the president wanted, uh, which included everything you can think of. So the mind is fragile, but it can be healed as well. So I'm just going to start going through the techniques right here. And there's not that many. They're pretty basic, which is nice because it's simple. But it's just something that needs to happen consistently and let time do the healing. So the biggest word that comes to my mind when I'm talking or thinking about this type of work is acceptance. Acceptance is huge. And to be able to accept, you have to be okay. Like Everything has to be okay emotionally. You're accepting of what has happened to you. You're accepting of your mind and the type of thoughts that your mind has. It's okay to have those types of thoughts. That's what the mind does. The mind contains everything. You have to accept your body, accept its limitations, its abilities, its strengths, its weaknesses. You have to accept the fact that you have a spirit and its strengths and weaknesses as well and understanding what it does. So acceptance is huge in any kind of aspect of the mind, body, or spirit. So we talked about distortions and blockages and what brings about these distortions. Well, this is the perfect way to start figuring out what distortions you actually have. This is figuring out the core and base of who you are, why you think the way you think. We want to remove as many distortions as possible because we want to come down to pure truth. We want the foundation to be as strong as it could possibly be. So we want the truth, the absolute truth, to be that foundation. And we need to, we need to find the truth about ourselves, and we need to do that without any kind of fear. So remember that within perfect love, there is no fear, and we're striving for perfect love. But to do this, you can't be afraid. You have to say it's okay whenever you're thinking about what's going on inside your mind, inside your head. So we need to remove the distortions and blockages, and this will help you also identify where they come from. Now, kind of a prerequisite to all of this work, and it's, it's kind of a step in itself, but it's, it's simple. You have to be able to quiet your mind. Whenever you do this, find a quiet place, alone, as little noise as possible. I like to use headphones, noise-canceling headphones. If you don't have something like that, earplugs work just as good. But to do mental work, you need to have the ability to retain silence of self. You need to be able to quiet your mind at a steady rate whenever it's required. Be able to focus on that quietness. A lot of people are restless and have a hard time sitting still for a long amount of time. Well, that's something we have to build up to growing out of. So we have to be able to learn to quiet our mind because this is necessary. We have to quiet our mind to open it like a door and silence is the key. So that is how you do it. We have to learn how to be quiet and just be still. So now we can begin the process. So step one, the polarity of the individual needs to be known and internalized and realized. What I mean by polarity is we're third density beings. We're striving for fourth density. So we have to make that cornerstone decision. We have to choose to love, and that's what activates the green and blue energy centers. So you choose to love yourself more and live that way, or you choose to love others first. Both ways are serving the creator in their own way. So we need to establish and accept in our mind, quiet in our minds, realizing what our polarity is. Kind of to break it down, make it really simple is, am I a good person? Am I a bad person? Or do I want to be a good person? Or do I want to be a bad person? So if there's any kind of trauma you're dealing with and you have a hard time seeing yourself as a good person, there's a lot of damage. You want to be a good person. You want to get back to that positive side. You want to be on the positive side of polarity because you want to have a peaceful life. You want to have a loving life. You want to bring love back into your life and be able to show love to people and to yourself. And if it's a negative path, then you know, like we talked about human instincts, those lower three energy levels. That's that's the direction the negative people go. But this polarity needs to be realized inside. I'm of a positive polarity, so all my talks are going to be coming from that perspective, that point of view of the positive side. So the individual needs to internalize and realize if they want to be on the positive side or the negative side. And if you don't know, that's okay. And if you don't know, that just might be a sign where you're floating in the middle. So you're neutral. There's, there's no 
energetic charge for any type of polarity. And that's fine. That's okay. Everybody has to start at some point. You either start there or you start even further up the the pole of polarity on either side. But it's okay. It doesn't matter where you start. Uh, what matters is you are starting and you're starting to do the work. Internalize that polarity. Become aware of this process. Begin to focus using free will just like we talked about the creator became aware and began to focus with free will as well. So it's the same process. The beginning is awareness. And so you're starting that right now. Now we need to begin to focus. So we're focusing with free will and awareness. The next thing inside this first step is identifying everything with inside yourself, with inside your mind that you approve of and things that you don't approve of. Here is the essence of this first step and it's balancing. Everything is balancing. And if I didn't mention that before, that is the basis of these techniques is balancing. So to begin healing, to begin preparation for this type of work, understanding that we're balancing our mind, we're balancing our bodies, we're balancing those distortions and those biases, and we're becoming okay with them by the process of balancing. And so once they are balanced, there's no judgment. It removes judgment on yourself. And then when you focus it outwards towards others, it removes judgment towards others as well. So we want to identify everything in our mind that we approve of and everything that we don't approve of, everything we disapprove within ourselves and about ourselves. Then we need to be able to balance each one of these things that you identify with a positive and negative charge of its equal. So an example is patience. Within yourself, within your mind, there's patience. You are capable of being patient. Whether you're good at it or not, that really doesn't have anything to do with it right now, but you are a patient person. You also understand that you are the exact opposite of that, which you are an impatient person. There's times in your life when you are impatient. You are balanced with both and you accept both, but you identify between those two what you approve of and what you disapprove. You identify both and you acknowledge that you are both of these things because you're capable of both these things. And that's what proves that you are both because you're capable of both because through free will we're uh, we're capable of anything and everything everybody's mind contains all things everything is possible everything is permissible it's up to us to find out what is beneficial and this is where we begin that process this is how we find out what's beneficial to us and we have to identify our polarity first once that polarity has been identified then we go through and identify Everything within our mind, everything that we can identify that has some kind of a charge, like I said, patience or impatience. Some other ones along that line is love and hate. So you're capable of love. You're also capable of hate. And that's okay. Be, you, you, it's okay to be okay with this because you're accepting it. And that's the process. You're wanting to accept being okay with being a loving person. And it's okay that there are times that you do hate. Sometimes you're a serious person. Sometimes you might be a lighthearted person. It's okay. So you're identifying everything within you that has a charge and you're matching it with the the exact opposite charge. A lazy person. You might say that's more of a negative charge. Someone who's proactive. That's more of a positive charge. So you have both of these inside you because you're capable of both. Okay to be capable of all things. And that's what really will essentially in the end, remove judgment, anybody's perspective of judgment on somebody else. Where that serial killer, that extreme murderer, or the genocidal maniac, I don't need to judge him anymore because he's capable of everything I'm doing because he's human. I'm capable of everything he's doing because I am human. Everything has just come down to his choices. So those were his choices. It's not that we have to judge him by those choices, but understand the process, the creator is learning from every single one of us and everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. So it's okay, you don't have to judge yourself, you don't have to judge others, because anything they're capable of, you're capable of as well. But it comes down to what you choose to do and show that love in whatever way and that love in your actions are serving the creator. And it eventually comes down to us being able to better serve the creator more efficiently by learning and knowing and becoming knowledgeable and becoming wise. So you wanted to identify as many things as possible. 
I gave a few examples, patience, impatience, love, hate, serious, lightheartedness, seriousness, lightheartedness, laziness, proactiveness. So identify as many things as you can. And especially the things that you find you're really emotionally attached to. Like one thing might be abortion. To yourself in your mind, I believe in abortion. Or the exact opposite, I don't believe in abortion. You're pro-abortion or you're anti-abortion. It's okay for both those things to exist in your mind because you're capable of both things, so they both exist. So it's okay. It's just up to us to choose what we approve of and what we disapprove of. Another kind of sensitive topic is uh, racism. Another one is something along the lines of a political perspective. Another one might be have to do with transgenderism or homosexuality. You know, identifying in yourself. Uh, those charges, those thoughts, and matching them with the exact opposite and finding the balance between the two and saying it's okay for those things to exist inside my mind because everything does exist inside my mind. All right, so that's the first step. The second step is to completely accept everything with it inside your mind. You're accepting this completeness that you found, the balancing of all these things that you found in your mind. Don't pick and choose. Just find them and balance them with their opposite charge. Once you start picking and choosing, which you're trying to deny the fact that that's even existing inside you, that causes blockages, that causes the distortions. So these, once you block that, you're creating a distortion and you're creating a bias. And you can find these biases by the emotions that are attached to it because there's something down in the core of you you don't want to accept. And, and it comes down to realizing that it does exist inside you when you're, but you're not wanting to accept it. So it's an imbalanced charge. So you want to balance that. You want to balance it with the exact opposite and saying it's okay to exist inside me because everything is permissible. It's up to me to find out what is beneficial from my perspective and my point of view. So, and everybody's different. If somebody else has a different perspective, that's okay. Because everything exists inside everybody's minds. So everyone you see around you, they have the capability of doing everything themselves. Anything you can do, they can do. Anything they can do, you can do. You're capable of. Everybody's capable of everything. So it's what we choose to do is what brings about our polarity. Accepting this is huge and being okay and being comfortable and smoothing those edges out. The finer the details, the more minute things you find in your mind and balance them, the more smoothing you do smooths out some portion of any distortion you have inside your mind. So it smooths it out or it removes it. And so you can see clearly you can you more willing to accept a possibility of the truth and then it's our job to seek and find the truth once this is complete. So step three is repeating the first two steps and applying it to everybody else around you. So the first step is internalizing the polarity with inside you. So you have to identify the polarity. Then you have to identify everything within your mind that has a charge. So anything you can think of, example, I gave patience and impatience. You find that, you, you find the opposite charge, and then you balance it. You go through your mind. Step two, you accept it. You accept everything about your mind, and you're okay with it. It's okay. Then you look at everybody else around you, and you do the same thing with them. And you might even be able to identify then what they're going through. You might even be able to put yourselves in their shoes, in their position, see that you were once there or that you want to get there. But you can identify where they are in their evolutionary development and their development of self and what polarity path they are working on and heading down towards. But you can see it. You don't have to judge them by it, but you can see it and you can understand it. And this will slowly start to erase any type of judgment. And so you look at the person and you realize they are another part of the creator trying to learn itself, to learn more about itself. So when they are alive in this existence, they are learning and they are polarizing. And the more they polarize, the better their chance is of moving on through harvest and transitioning to the next density, where it begins a whole nother process of learning in fourth density. And that continues to the 
next level of fit densities. The creator is wanting us to evolve to the next density because it's a whole nother level of learning. And that means it's a whole nother level of learning for him. And we bring with us into those next densities everything we've learned from the previous density. So you want to repeat this process with each individual that exists and see that they exist in completeness. So they are complete just like you are complete. And it's even if they don't see it themselves, you can still see it in them because, you know, everything is acceptable. Everything is permissible. And it's up for us to find what's beneficial. You know, accept them for who they are right then and there. And there is no judgment. Full acceptance is no judgment. And I think a, a term that gets thrown around a lot that people don't realize that they don't, they might believe in it, but they don't execute it very well is unconditional love. Parents to daughters, family members to family members, loved ones to loved ones, whatever it might be. When you hear people tell you, I love you unconditionally, and then all of a sudden there's some condition that's just split the family in half. Like they find out that one of their kids is homosexual and they just can't reconcile with them because they just can't accept that. But they love them unconditionally, but yet they're divided. You know, maybe take some time to think about what exactly does unconditional love means. It means that there is nothing in the world that person could possibly do to make you not love them. And that's just not emotionally or in your mind saying, I love them. That's, that's physically showing them through your actions. So if you're showing them actions that don't include loving actions, so if you're having a hard time displaying all compassionate love, that's a blockage in that green ray center. So you want to remove those blockages and you want to be okay. You want to smooth out those distortions and where you can come back to showing that person love just by something as simple as being kind to them, talking to them, even though you don't agree with their lifestyle, it doesn't mean that you have to totally shun them. You can still love them. You can still show them love. There's still plenty of opportunity for showing love. And I think there's actually even more opportunity to show love to someone that you don't agree with their lifestyle. They can have their lifestyle. And you can have yours. And neither one of you has to agree with the way they live and say it's not for themselves. But at the same time, you can all agree to still treat each other with respect and love. And so we're looking out at the individuals around us and accepting them for who they are as well. And this also doesn't mean you have pity on them either because you don't want to view them as, well, they just ignorant and I'm so much smarter than them <laughs> because this is counterproductive as well because you're looking at them and you see the creator you look at the mirror you see the creator you understand that we are all truly equal because we are all the creator everything is one and everyone is learning through their experience and everything is catalyst around us to create these experiences so there doesn't need to be any judgment there doesn't need to be any pity on them you just love them exactly how they are in the best way that you see fit. And then at the end of the day, you know, review yourself, review your actions. It's like, is that, was that really a loving thing to do? Did I say that when I said that to him, was that loving? I don't know. When I did this, was that loving or was I a little too harsh? Was I a little too off-putting? I don't know. That's, that's up for you to review. And that's how we are playing our different energy centers compared to everybody else around us. This is how we feel from our perspective we can best serve the creator by how we treat everybody around us. And that's how we put these cords together. That's how we put these different color energies together and use them in a unique fashion that is unique to us, making us us. And every day we're working on trying to improve that and learn from that. So the ability to understand each balance is necessary and understanding that it's okay for it to exist inside your mind. So you want to find the balance and you want to accept the balance and then you want to view and accept the balance in others. So it's really simple. It's just three steps and a prerequisite to quiet your mind. So once you're able to quiet your mind, you can start to look internally and analyze yourself from within. And step one, you have to identify your polarity. So find all those things with inside yourself that you approve of and disapprove of. And once you find those things, then you balance them. You find something you approve of and you balance it with the exact opposite of what you don't approve of. And as you go through it, you start to find your polarity and realize what direction you're headed. And if there's seems like a, a low polarity, it'll be kind of a neutral charge. And that'll let you know what direction you want to start heading. Step two is accepting all these things, being okay with it. 
because remember everything is permissible it's up to us to find out if it's beneficial and by finding out what's beneficial not just to us but since we know that no matter if we're positive or negative we're serving the creator we're finding what's beneficial to the creator if we decide that we're on the positive path then it's what's beneficial to us because it's what's beneficial to the creator and what serves the creator and the positive path is the path of unconditional love heading towards wisdom love and wisdom and that's what we're going to start looking for inside ourselves. and we're like we said we're finding a starting point step three do the exact same as step one and two only look outwards at everybody else look at everybody around you people that annoy you people that make you happy family members friends co-workers kids yeah you name it everybody you can think of anybody you interact with Look at them, see the Creator, find the balance within them as well, and then accept it. All right, so that's the mind. Now we're doing the body, so moving on to the body. This is very similar. We have to be able to identify those things about our body that we like and don't like, and we need to balance them with the exact opposite. And we need to understand that our bodies are capable of this, but it's and it's okay. But it's our choices and our understanding of what we approve of and what we disapprove of which brings about our actions. Step one with the body, you understand the full truth about the body. From the energy pathways, and that's what we've talked about in the first couple episodes, is you know realizing that these energy centers are real and how they integrate into the body, where they exist, why they exist, and how they operate within this existence. So how they operate in connection with our body, mind, and spirit. First of all, acknowledging that they are real and knowing that they're real and knowing how the body is energized by the external energies around us. And that's what we talked about. This energy enters through our feet and into the base of our spine. Any interaction enters through the base of our spine. Then it goes through the filtering process of the red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo energy centers. So we need to know the pathways that this energy energizes the body and all of its natural functions. So ranging from the basic of instincts, your fight or flight, so from your basic red ray all the way up to the indigo rays, your more sacramental ray that has to do with the divine, you might say, or you know, it's the gateway to intelligent energy. And this is kind of where holiness comes from. This is the intention of holiness is to treat your body as a temple and make it a temple and to dedicate your life, your mind, your body, and your spirit to becoming a sacrament and to becoming that temple. And that will bring, that will open the door wider and wider for intelligent energy to come through. So an example of this is you can start with the basic functions like fight or flight, but also viewing your body as nothing but flesh and bones. And you can use it and abuse it however you want. And that's everybody's right to do so. So that you kind of have the lowest view of the body. Or you have the highest view of the body, and that's viewing your body as a temple and treating it right, keeping healthy, exercising, eating well. You know, and these are all processes of seeking as well. Not just so you can hold it over people, but just for yourself personally. And if time comes where you can share this with other people and things that you've found, but you're also learning as well by any of those experiences also. So step two with the body is you have to understand the body and know it. Use the mind to examine the feelings emotions slash biases you know we've talked about that before why are your emotions so attached to certain things in your mind and the biases and why your emotions are so attached to maybe uh, confidence issues or cockiness issues that's kind of a balance right there right someone that is very self-conscious about their body's capabilities and they're embarrassed so they're self-conscious or you have the exact opposite someone who is very cocky because they're very confident with their body and they kind of flaunt it there's a balance and they both exist but we we're working on finding those balances how do these emotions how do these biases affect different parts of our bodies the energy centers are a big key to finding out our emotions and what's what are those emotions attaching themselves to this is necessary to understand this and accept the body's polarities as well and these are expressed through your actions everybody's body is capable of doing everything because like we said with the mind everything is permissible but not everything is beneficial it's up to us to determine what is beneficial so the body is a creature of the mind so understand you know this is big in sports is visualization it really is true that the body is a product of the mind you form it by your focus the energy that you put into a task your will 
that is focused towards exercise, towards better diet, or laziness, and you really don't care about your body and you're letting it go. You have a balance right there, but it's accepting both of those are okay. But what do you want to do? And that's based off of what do you think is more beneficial? And then will is implemented. You're becoming aware, so you exert your will. You put energy towards that focus, and you drive towards a goal. And you're wanting to mold your body in whatever way your mind is visualizing it wants it to be. But the body is a product of the mind. So you even need to figure out the biological biases as well. So the completeness and understanding of this necessary balance of your biological bias is huge as well. So it needs to find full expression in understanding this. A perfect example of this is homosexuality. You know, and I don't bring this up to pass any kind of judgment on homosexuality. Our society is doing that enough. First of all, they're people like we've been talking about. Look in the mirror, see the creator. Look in everybody else, see the creator. They are people. They are humans just like anybody else. Someone that has a homosexual lifestyle, I might not agree with it, but that's their choice. It's not my choice. Now, if that lifestyle starts infringing on me personally, then, you know, what's the most loving thing I can do to either remove myself from the situation or to let them know, hey, that's not for me. I am not about that. I hope you respect that. Sure. But that doesn't mean I hate you because there's plenty of opportunities for love and experiences of showing love to anybody around you. And that includes anybody with a certain type of lifestyle. So identifying and balancing the biological aspects of your your body, this has to do also with understanding reincarnation. So we know that reincarnation is real. There's so much evidence for it by all these kids around the world. I think I mean, there's over 3,000 kids that somebody has you know, done some research for. In just the last year, they've documented that these people have these kids have been born with this knowledge of past lives and they verify every single case. It's a huge phenomenon and people are aware of this and recording it. And you can't deny the evidence, but in the raw material, they talk about this and say, this is absolutely true because it's necessary because we have such short lives. And so when we reincarnate, we go through a process of forgetting. So we do not remember our past lives. It's because that puts the fullest potential behind Every single action that we take because they're wanting us to build up that polarity towards positive or negative. The forgetting is huge. If we remembered everything, there'd be less strength in each one of those charges. So we would polarize slower. And this way, when we forget our previous lives, every action we take has more power or strength or energy behind each choice. The choices are huge and they're helping us polarize. When we reincarnate, we have the choice to reincarnate as a male or female. Knowing this really helps us understand this. And so why is there such a rise in homosexuality? And everyone thinks it has to do with sin, you know, the whole religious world. Oh, sin, there's just so much sin rampant in the world. Well, there's a lot of imbalance in the world, definitely. Sin, the connotation of sin just brings so much judgment. And right away, you're judging. What we're trying to do is remove judgment. We're trying to recognize balances. And we're trying to recognize the creator in ourselves and in everybody else. And this is the whole philosophy of treat your neighbor as yourself. Treat your neighbor the way you would want to be treated. But understand that when we're reincarnating, it's possible that we've reincarnated in previous lives as the opposite sex of what we are now. So in the raw material, they talk about when people have reincarnated over 60% of their lives in, say, a male gender, and now they're incarnated in this life as a female They're going to have a lot of issues because that's why you have a lot of homosexuals now that tell people you don't understand. I am only I am a woman who is only attracted to women. And that may that is very true. Like they are not lying to you. And so for us to be able to understand this, I think it helps smooth out like we talked about before, smooths out more distortions because we have more knowledge of what what is really going on. And we have more understanding because we have more knowledge. And that can bring wisdom towards how we treat people and brings us to be able to identify what they're really going through. And they're not lying. A woman that is only attracted to women or they're very attracted to both sexes, you got to immediately look at reincarnation. And they've lived so many lives for so long with the majority of it being in a specific gender. Now in this 
life, they've reincarnated into a different gender. And this is by their own choosing before incarnation. And it's done for a reason. And that's why we have to stop and meditate and think about this, is what is the reason? When they reincarnate, their selves, their higher selves, they're planning all this. And they have the freedom to plan as they want. They plan a life to learn specific lessons. It could range from a lot of different lessons or just a few specific lessons. They're needing to learn how to accept themselves, how to accept their body. And that's just something that kind of jumps into my mind. But, I mean, that is necessary. That is one step that, you know, within homosexual community, they say they're free to be me, but all I see is confusion because they want us to accept them for who they are when they haven't accepted themselves for who they are. And the fact is that they're bodies. They've been born a specific gender, and they are not accepting the fact that they are biologically male or female, whatever it is. And really thinking about transgender movement right now, it really is an imbalance. And you see how quick to anger a lot of these transgender community people are. And you think about blockages, and you think about balance, and you can start to identify that, man, there's a lot of imbalance going on there, and there's a lot of inacceptance of who they truly are, and that is full acceptance of your mind, your body, and your spirit. So this knowledge brings us understanding and allows us to accept them for exactly who they are because you understand what's going on. You understand the situation, and you don't have to judge them. If they want to be transgender, that's, that's their choice because that's their life. This is what they have to go through to learn whatever lessons they have planned for themselves before incarnation into this life. So we don't have to judge homosexuals. We don't have to judge transgenders. We don't have to agree with them, and we don't have to maybe support specific things like trans transgender bathrooms. You know, whatever your feeling is on that. I mean, we still have a right to stand up for what we feel is right, and and you know, we can have our our reasons and our backings for that. But it it doesn't mean that we have to treat people like dirt in the meantime. So you can completely accept someone for who they are as a transgender when you're not a transgender person and you might say well I don't believe in transgender okay you might not believe in it but can you understand it and I think a big part of that understanding has to do with reincarnation can we understand that it is very possible that these people are dealing with an internal crisis because their mind and their spirit is so used to previous incarnations as a specific sex now in this incarnation they're the opposite sex and they want to they want to go back and you can see the steps that they take to do that uh, whether you agree with it or not i mean you can see the steps and trying to have sex change and and all that kind of stuff a lot of surgeries goes into it but this biological acceptance is huge for accepting the body even if you feel that you're a woman in man's clothing or or a man's skin or a, a man in woman's skin there is an understanding and a balance that needs to be found that yes, this is absolutely possible, absolutely possible. And it's okay. But to be able to accept that it's okay is one thing, but we also need to accept what skin of what gender we are in at this moment in time. Because in this incarnation, it's for a specific reason. Everything that happens is catalyst, catalyst for a specific reason, catalyst to create an environment, to create specific choices. And these choices is what defines our polarity. There doesn't need to be any judgment behind it, but just finding balance and finding acceptance. This is part of accepting the body. We have to understand that reincarnation is huge and the forgetting is huge and, and it's real. And we have to review that and it has to factor into our process of understanding when it comes to the body. And the third step in this is just like with the mind, is extending this task to all other individuals around us. But accepting them for exactly who they are and where they're at in their development, in their learning, in their process of life, and we don't have to judge them. So now the spirit, again, like the energy centers, first step is accepting and knowing that there is a spirit and everybody is born with a spirit and that is a gift from the creator. But not only is it a gift from the Creator from birth, it's a little different than the mind and the body because it's not really immediate. It's it's one of those things that takes time to balance and it's the longest, most subtle part of this process because it's 
going to take a little more time and a little more discipline to build up your spirit. In other words, you're trying to strengthen your spirit. In the Talmud of Emmanuel, Emmanuel talks about you strengthen your spirit with knowledge. And that's huge. And we have to learn the truth. We have to learn the truth about reincarnation. We have to learn the truth about energy centers. We have to learn the truth about the creator. We have to learn the truth about intelligent energy and how it enters our body. We have to learn the truth about the spark of life that is the creator inside every one of us. And that, and we have to learn and know that that is the purpose of the spirit. It is to integrate that spark of the creator inside us with our mind and our body. If you ever studied nerves, you know, the more you do an action, the thicker the myelin sheath builds on a nerve, which is insulation. So it allows the nerves to move quicker and faster. And that's why your your reflexes get better when you continually practice the same movement over and over and over. You're building up those pathways of those nerve endings firing and creating action in your body. Well, it becomes faster and faster and quicker and quicker because you're building up a thicker myelin sheath and this insulates better and this allows electricity to move quicker and faster. That's why we get better at things physically. The spirit is the exact same way. It is that myelin sheath that we have to build up and we have to strengthen, we have to thicken because it helps allow and connect the creator from that light inside of us to our mind and our body. We have to work on merging those together. So that's why it takes longer through the process of developing the spirit because it's a slower process of building up that thicker myelin sheath or building up the strength of your spirit. And not only does it take a little longer through more discipline, it's also more of a subtle process where we might not recognize our spirit is strengthening. It still is strengthening. And being able to understand these subtle little things that we do you know, especially with these techniques right here that we're talking about. It's this subtle little work that you begin with that can have more significance later. And you start to see the significance later when you start to build up the strength in your spirit. So like I talked about before, the whole purpose of the spirit is to integrate the upreaching energy that comes in through our feet from intelligent energy to meet the downpouring energy of that light inside us. That light inside of us is the creator. It's intelligent infinity and it's inside us and it's always drawing in the energy from our feet. And so it's kind of, you know, to visualize it, it's like a, a spiral of fire and wind and the energy coming in through our feet is the polar opposite. So they're attracting and the job of the spirit is to blend those two things together. And that's what our goal is. That's what we're shooting for. And that involves the energy centers as well. And that involves the mind knowing and understanding this process and understanding the body. And if there's any kind of a blockage, like we talked about with homosexuality, if there's a blockage and a lack of, of acceptance of your biological self, then that creates a blockage. And we're trying to remove those blockages because remember, we have to activate our primary rays, which are red, yellow, and blue, in no less than a minimal way to be able to communicate with intelligent infinity. So any kind of a blockage prevents that. And that's where we're trying to remove blockages and we're trying to learn the truth and the full truth. And we're trying to integrate those two together, educate ourselves, become knowledgeable, gain understanding, and become more wise to everything that's going on and the truth about ourselves. So at this point, it's really building up to kind of this moment right here where you've balanced the mind, you've balanced the body, and now you're understanding the spirit and you want, you're going to balance the spirit with the creator and that internal energy, that light inside you, downward spiraling light from inside you that attracts the upward spiraling light that comes in from the planet through our feet and our tailbone. So now we have the mind single pointed and focused with silence. Remember the key is silence. The mind is open like a door, quiet, and it's focused. It's single pointed. It's balanced and it's aware. The body is comfortable in whatever biases and distortions it has. It's balanced everything out. You've accepted your body and you've balanced it. Now you've prepared it for working with your spirit and strengthening your spirit. So when the body and mind are receptive and open, the spirit can become a functioning shuttle or a communicator like I talked about with those nerve endings, that myelin sheath. It's becoming that myelin sheath to close the communication well, actually, to open the communication, but let those nerve endings, let that electricity flow through and communicate to each other. 
is a perfect example of what's going on inside our body is a perfect example of what's above. So as above, so below. Our bodies are mimicking the evolution of life from the creator. The spirit can become a shuttle and it can become a communicator for connecting that individual light inside of you and the light streaming up towards it, which can be you know, called a creative fire like I talked about before. You can visualize it as, visualize it as like a column of fire and wind. And that's moving downward from the light inside of us towards that energy that is coming up through our feet. So they meet. And where they meet depends, you know, has to do directly with our energy centers. What we want to visualize is that internal energy, that downward spiral energy, attracting the upward spiraling energy from the planet up through the red ray. We want that to meet in a specific energy ray. And that where you can, where you can visualize them meeting you can then use that energy ray, but the spirit is what connects that energy ray to that energy. So you have our two nerve endings, the energy ray and the internal light, the downward spiraling and the upward spiraling, both attracting. You join them together in a specific energy center. Then the spirit's job is understood. The spirit, the stronger it is, is that myelin sheath that closes that loop that opens communication between the energy of the energy center, say green, we'll just say green, and the internal light of the creator inside of us. That birthright that everyone is given from birth, that spark of life, the North Star, the guiding star, that is the light inside of us. And so as an example, because I'm going to be going here in other talks, is the green ray energy center, when you can Bring them together in that energy center and strengthen your spirit enough to let them communicate. You become a vessel for intelligent energy to flow in and and to flow through your green ray energy center. And that brings out the green ray light from of the creator, which is pure light, pure intelligent energy. There is nothing more pure than what is coming from the source, that intelligent energy. So when you start emitting this green light, this green light is the secret to healing. This is the secret to building things. And you know, what, you're, what you're doing is you're becoming a conduit for the light of the creator. You're filtering it through the green ray. And you're making it available to everybody and everybody, anybody around you, which is all the creation around you. You offer it to another individual that needs healing, which that individual is another part of creation. So that part of creation is needing healing. You're the creator, so you are part of the creator trying to heal another part of the creator. And so together you can work together to heal. So once you understand what's going on, you bring that light, that downward spiraling light that's given to you from birth. You connect it with the upward spiraling energy and you put it in a green energy ray center and your spirit opens up communication and allows that green ray energy to push out to anybody and everybody around you. And now you're giving an individual an opportunity, the ability to open up their violet ray center at the top and accept this green light energy and through their belief and their faith and what they want to reconfigure, they can heal themselves and they can change the configuration of their body. And it's all done for a process of improving service to the creator, for the creator. We're healing the creator. The creator is healing itself because we are all one in creation. It's really an amazing process. And it's really simple too. It's just understanding the reality of everything involved. That light inside of us that is intelligent infinity. The upward spiraling light that is from the creator to the star, to the planet. And it's attracted it's intelligent energy attracted to that light inside of us. It brings it through our feet, through the red ray, and it joins it. And then so from here, you know, developing in strength and, you know, through disciplines and time, you can move this to different locations in your energy centers. So you move it from green to blue, you know, when, and this is kind of more of a, a showing of wisdom and, and teaching. And then also for learning, because there's an energy transfer there, and and I'll cover energy transfer in another, another talk as well. There's all kinds of different types of energy transfers. And then eventually, we're talking about the indigo ray. When you can let this internal light of the intelligent infinity, the creator inside of us, move up to the indigo ray, 
it attracts the upward spiraling light. It joins there the strength of our spirit, opens up communication, and then it allows pure intelligent energy from the source to enter through enter into our body through the pineal gland, and that is the indigo ray energy center. Once we've understood its full process and understood the reality about all the parts involved and what their functions are, the next real step is a willingness to serve and how you want to serve. And by learning this and learning your new capabilities, learning that you are the creator and the creator is capable of anything because intelligent energy doesn't know limitations. Our spirits don't know limitations. So we understand how the communication of the creator in us and our energy centers, our body and our mind. Now there's a willingness to use this to serve. And in what fashion do you want to serve? And like I said, it, we've started this whole process with understanding the internal polarity. Where do we want to go? And, you know, it can start small. It can definitely start small. It could start so small, such as, you know what, I'm just going to be nicer to uh, my husband or my wife or to my brother or my sister or just to family members. I'm just going to be nicer to my friends. I'm not going to be, I'm going to make a change. You know, it's super simple. I'm you know, just starting with small little changes at work, at home, you name it. Understanding a willingness to serve after learning about this new capability. And it's an infinite capability, it really is. And the purpose of opening up this channel and understanding the ability to open up this channel is to serve in a more dependable way, like we've talked about. A more effective and a more dependable way, serving the Creator. And positive or negative, we're all serving the Creator in one of two ways. And the more you do this, the stronger, more capable you get in this, you know, the more commonplace it's going to seem to you. Your understanding of reality is definitely going to change. And you're going to start seeing things in a different light. And that's that perspective starts with seeing yourself as creator, seeing everyone around you as the creator. And you are serving the creator by experiencing life. And you're making choices. And he's learning from you. He's learning from everybody. And we can, we don't have to hurt each other. We don't have to treat each other in a negative way. We can change our perspective of love, what it really is, its source, where it comes from. It's the most powerful source in existence. Now, how do we show that? How do we bring that to our actions? And how do we improve on that? So the purpose is just to be more effective and more dependable and to be able to help more intensely, I guess you might say, also everything around us. So, you know, everything is one. We are all one in creation. There's nothing but unity. The prism is a perfect example of this, splitting out all the different colors and the densities within one white light. You know, that's love. The creator is love. You know, from that love came intelligent energy and light. And all this together brings joy. And joy is real. Like, joy is amazing. It's, it's kind of like something you can use to judge where you are in your service or also to judge, you know, with your emotions and what's going on. And it's the heart of the evolution of the spirit. And that's the that's the next biggest step. It's not the evolution of the body. It's the evolution of the spirit. Because the spirit, remember, is the connection between the creator and the body and mind. Don't forget, like we talked about before, I think it was uh, one or two episodes ago. But all of this would be a waste if it's not kind of solidified. All these lessons and everything you're learning here if it isn't solidified within meditation and contemplation and prayer. This really is a way to solidify your learning. It Take the time to practice these techniques, visualize and understand the truth about your body, meditate on it, contemplate on it, and just open yourself up to the understanding of it. Just think about it. You know, every Any part of the day that you know, it doesn't need to be, you don't need to be engaged or active in, in a different task. Think about this stuff and you know, roll it over in your mind. Just think about it. Just put a lot of, of thought into it. And and that right there is even almost meditation itself. I mean, it's definitely contemplation. But you can contemplate this stuff anywhere you go. But just give it some thought. Give it some time. And the more effort you put into something for a longer amount of time, I mean, this energy you're putting into something, you're wanting to really plant it down in the deepest parts of your mind. It becomes second nature and just becomes a full understanding. And I'm going to wrap it up here, but I just want to leave with one more note. And it's pretty important. It's kind of like a 
it's a conclusion, but you know, something just to to remember with the process of all this, you know, these last three episodes, everything we've learned and talked about, discussed in these last three episodes, you know, putting it together, you know, taking kind of baby steps, starting it somewhere and eventually moving up. But at some point, body, the mind and the spirit will be so smoothly activated and balanced. Everything we understand about it, it'll become so activated and balanced that these techniques will become more significant. You'll really start to notice things happening, changes being made, building up polarity, building up strength in the spirit, a, a balancing of the mind and body, a more of a less emotional reactions to everything, becoming more aware, you're understanding, you're becoming knowledgeable. And this is where wisdom really starts to be seen. Never forget though that everything is one, it all begins and ends in mystery, and everything is the creator. It's not technique, it is fluid, it is moving, it's always moving. The creator is everything, everything is the creator. It's not that we have to put so much investment in these techniques. These techniques are just there to get us to an understanding of the creator. And so this is like like training wheels to help us along that path. And to remember we don't have to put over importance on these techniques because the more we learn about ourselves, we might even be able to do these techniques quicker. So like I said, training wheels, or eventually you might be able to take the training wheels off and it becomes such second nature that it's just a part of you and you do it so quick you don't even realize because you have full understanding. And you know, you think of Emmanuel back in all the Gospels, you know, and how quickly he was so prepared. I mean, you didn't see him before he healed somebody. You didn't see him, you know, hold on, I got to meditate. I got to clear my head. I got to focus and balance everything. Okay, here we go. All right, I'm ready to heal. <laughs> no, he was, he, the process has become so smooth and his body, mind, and spirit become so open and balanced that it was second nature to him. It was part of him. And it would have, he could do it without even noticing any kind of a change. There's nothing that was recorded anyways. This is eventually going to build up to be more commonplace for everybody the more we do it. But these are the beginning steps. It's the beginning steps of healing. It's the beginning steps of understanding. And healing is brought when you do have understanding to yourself and to others. We are the creator. We need to see ourselves as creator. And that starts with understanding. That's all I have for this episode. It's kind of a completion of the last two as well. So kind of a, a three-part series, I guess you'd say. Hope everybody listening enjoyed it. And if there's any questions, let me know. Feel free to write me in the comment section. Anybody, everybody, feel free to, to comment how they want. So this is Insignificant Man wrapping it up for another recording. And everybody take care. I will talk to you later.